HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. This is Sherry Bayer from All in the Industry. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello and welcome to Cutting the Curd, a show all about cheese on the Heritage Radio Network. This is your host, Greg Blaze, and today I'm happy to introduce my two guests, cheesemongers Sarah Aducci of Feast in Charlottesville, Virginia, and Valdemar, Valdemar Albrecht of the Cheese Shop of Healdsburg in Sonoma County. How are you both? Hey, Hello. how are you, Greg? <laughs> Can I just say I work for Oliver's Markets oh. in uh, Sonoma? Jeez. Oliver's Market in Sonoma. I am so sorry. Yeah. That's oh. all right. I've worked for the cheese shop in Hillsburg, so it's a, no, no harm done. You worked, so, you worked a few places, Valdemar, I feel like. You know? Well, I, I've, I've been working here for six months, uh, and it's a really great uh, – it's a chain of supermarkets. We have four different supermarkets now open, and it's all – dedicated to local uh, products. We have an international also uh, selection, but uh, we have incredible cheese counters. I hope that you can make it here uh, if you come for Fancy Food Show. Actually, I will be uh-huh. out there. I will be out there. And uh, Sarah, how are you doing? You guys must be bus- I'm very well. Yeah, you guys must be busy as hell. I know I am. It's like We are indeed. It's that time of year where everything just ramps up and gets crazier and crazier and delightful. <laughs> yes. I basically like just piled in here. I was like it wasn't even certain I was gonna get here on time because I was like just like cutting endless amounts of truffled pecorino, maybe like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of it to go out <laughs> to these people. So uh yes. 
I'm really glad both of you guys took a little time to come on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I can I can oh, see uh, uh, my coworkers looking at me as I sit down and they're packing and wrapping and cutting, <laughs> but I told them it's just a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so today's episode is all about Thanksgiving and the beginning of the busy holiday season, you know, for selling cheese. Um, so my first question is for both of you, um, and Valdemar, maybe you can take it first. Um, how long have you been working on cheese? How long have you been a monger? And what was your first Thanksgiving like as a monger? What did you learn? Uh, I At that point, I it was probably 1999, and I was working at a pretty iconic place called the Pasta Shop. They have two sure. different locations, one in Rockridge and one in uh, uh, Berkeley uh, on 4th Street. And I was working under the the, uh, the reigns of Juliana Ruburu and Alma Avalos, who are kind of really well-known cheesemongers. I was kind of all over my head. I didn't know many of the products, and I remember cutting and wrapping cheese for days on end. <laughs> uh, it was a great experience. I, I, I mean, those were the, my formative years, and, of course, much later on with you and everyone else. But that was my first Thanksgiving. I can't remember. What about you, Sarah? Huh. Um, well, I've been cheese monitoring for, gosh, about 11 or 12 years now. I got my start in a small shop in Richmond, Virginia, um, and it started because of a crush on extra-aged Gouda, and I just had to work there. And I started working for a Christmas season, so by the time I had my first Thanksgiving, I was a little bit ready. It was a really small counter, but I managed to cram in about, I don't know, 75, 80 cheeses in this tiny little spot. It was cut to order, so my first Thanksgiving, what I remember is that my wrist and my forearm totally went out. Oh, man. <laughs> because I cut so much cheese in that, like, three-day period before Thanksgiving, and I was the only one back there with just a one-person spot back behind this cheese counter, and I remember being completely devastated for, like, three days after Thanksgiving when my arm just didn't want to work anymore. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. I, I developed a little wrist brace action for the, for the following years. <laughs> I think but, I, yeah, that's my first that I remember. I think for me, and um, I think I was about like 95, 1995 or 94. That was a million years ago. And um, it was about the same. I, I was like, it was in college then. And it was just, it was like, it was crazy. It was the same thing. I had a tiny counter, too. I mean, Valdemar, you had the pot. The pasta shop is like a serious place to... Uh, um, to break in, I mean that's like, that's crazy. I had I had a counter much more like yours, Sarah. It was uh, it was real, it was real compact, and it was just me there. Well, yeah. if it gives you an idea of what times there were in 1999, we would cut fromage dauphinois oh, sure. to order. That was that was a high end cheese. Yeah, was, you know, you would cut to order. So. I remember that. I remember I had a lot of these uh, little peppered bries that people like right. were that they really wanted, like really, really bad. I was working on on Beacon Hill, and there was like a lot of like um, Brahmin esque people that were coming down and like demand these peppered bries from me. And I just wanted to die. I was like, I'm going to quit this job in like 10 minutes. And then it's like two decades later and I'm still doing it. But I've still I moved away from the peppered breeze. Thank God. Um, so I wanted to get you guys' advice. Um, what do you what advice do you have for cheesemongers going into their first holiday season, Sarah? 
I would say definitely stay hydrated. <laughs> Make sure to eat <laughs> and breathe. Just know that it's just cheese. It's not time for a heart attack. It's not open heart surgery. It's just cheese, and people are really happy to have it. They might be demanding and needy, but it's awesome to just take a deep breath and try and make their holidays as awesome as they can possibly be. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. What about you, Valdemar? Well, you know, as, as she said, stay hydrated. You're going to work long hours, but this is the opportunity when many people that will not eat cheese uh, will try cheese. It's a great opportunity for you to put great examples of uh, cheesemakers and, and, you know, different styles of cheeses that people may not have tried before, uh, and it's a good way of making a difference, you know, having people uh, try things that are made locally or made internationally, uh, and it's a great way of bringing people together. That's what holidays are all about. It's pretty awesome. I um, I always think it's like open heart surgery. I'm 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 in, I'm intense. You know what I mean? Where I work, like it's intense, man. You know, we we got like ten thousand people a day coming through there. It's like ramping up. I walked away today, and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go do the radio, and people are like. What? I was like, yeah, man, I got, I got to get out of here. But you know, I, I always think like this time, this is the time of the year where you go in and it's dark, and you leave and it's dark. You know, like, <laughs> you know, you're lucky if you see like a sliver of light through the day. You know, um, true. Um, I was wondering if maybe you could share with me um, a crazy story, Valdemar. What's your craziest Thanksgiving story that you can remember? In terms of the remember. cheese counter, we're talking uh, at least at least G rated here. You know what I mean? Like we're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, there have been so many. Uh, well, um, I had a couple of years ago. No, it was more a few years ago. A lady that came over and wanted to buy uh, cheeses for Thanksgiving, uh, and. She told me that she was vegan, and I told her that I didn't really have any vegan cheeses, and she said that uh, she really loved the Midnight Moon, and which is a cheese done for uh, um, uh, Cypress Grove. Yeah. And I told her, uh, ma'am, that cheese is actually made from milk, so if you are a vegan, uh, chances are that you were not during the time that you're eating that cheese or every time you eat it. And she proceeded to tell me that that cheese was a vegan cheese. Uh, and uh, long story short, we started into got into sort of an argument. I told her, listen, <laughs> I can even find it for you online and make sure that this cheese is made from goat's milk. Uh, and uh, it's an aged Gouda. Uh, and the lady got so upset at me that she left the counter, and I never saw her again. So it that's, was pretty kind of crazy. That sounds she, like a good thing that you never saw her again. Where were you working then? Were you at the where at you, that point? I was working at Battery Place Markets in Lower Manhattan. Yeah, absolutely. Is that place still around? I think they are. Uh, the one down in uh, uh, the one down by um, what is it called, the Millennium Tower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one that they opened, I think it closed down. But their cheese selection went to nothing because um, they didn't want to spend money on that. They wanted to spend money on beef. So, yeah, that's, that's too bad. I get the crazy. I figured maybe um, when I was working and mongering out in California, I ran into a lot of people who were very concerned with the vegetarian nature of cheese, you know, and I'm like, 
not a West Coast guy, you know, so I, uh, I, I, I was always like getting into arguments like that. Um, well, I, I live in Sonoma County. You can yeah. only imagine <laughs> yeah. like the questions that I get. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? What's your most insane uh, Thanksgiving Day story or Thanksgiving? You know, I'm story? trying to think of something that was particularly Thanksgiving, but really the only one that's coming to mind is really another holiday story from that's another fine. woman who would come in and she would buy a bottle of wine in the store because we have a little on-premise license and she would proceed to drink pretty much a bottle of wine and we would have to devote a single staff member to her needs for the entire time that she was in the shop and she wanted to taste everything and she wanted to sample everything and she was really adamant about you know how her guests probably didn't really deserve all of these cheeses but she was going to do them anyways and she would spend probably two minimum of two hours in the shop and we would always my boss um, the owner of the store would always be the one that she would want to talk to so we would basically call him when she got there and be like gee your woman's here oh yeah he would spend all of this time with her and she would buy a ton of stuff and it was really awesome but we always looked forward to her visits every year because it was just it's just a great comedy effect of having this woman really drinking wine and trying every single thing it was one of our best fun holiday customers (laughs) that's awesome i i like the holiday customers i mean you know there's there's so many customers that you're going to get some people that are, you know, they're total rookies and they're not going to know what's up. But I like the people who, you know, there's like they buy those big, fat, satisfying wedges of cheese, you know, like the just yeah. massive cartoonish pieces, you know, and uh, you get yeah. to just, you know, see like triple digits on the scale, which is nice, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like those are those are good days, you know, just pushing all of that, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know, but my I have a lot of crazy stories. But I I'm gonna I'm gonna hold those for another time. I'd rather <laughs> rather hear yours. Of Aldemar, when you and I worked together in our, at Artisanal, I think some of my craziest stories were there. And I don't think we ever did a holiday together there. But I don't uh, think we did because we went to the Chief Center right away. But. I remember being completely intimidated coming into work at seven in the morning to train with you. And we had all those roof villa cheeses and I couldn't tell one from the other. And you're like, <laughs> you gotta put this 300 signs on the cheeses. So, uh, it was definitely like uh, an eye-opening experience. And, you know, like a kid coming from California at that point for me, living in the big city, having so many different cheeses and working with such incredibly talented people was uh, some of the best training I could have ever wish for i just thought you were intimidated by the fa- fact that a lot of times i was, I was either pantsless or shirtless in there you know what i mean that was uh <laughs> it was, it was, and uh, all the uh, all the french speaking <laughs> at the restaurant you remember the majority oh, yeah. of the waiters were all french oh yeah they they didn't like me too much but i loved working there and i loved working there with you too um yeah, me too oh um, <laughs> so sarah and valdemar i was wondering if you could um you know Tell me if you have a strategy for stocking your cheese case in the holidays, Sarah. You know, like, do you do you are you buying more of the things you usually have, or are you getting, uh, you know, are you are you getting stuff that you don't normally have purposely for the season? 
Um, a little bit of both. I mean, we always get some of the same cast of characters that everyone is going to want and need for their regular general purpose cheese plate. But then we bring in so many special things this time of year um, that we don't normally get. And so that's really fun for the people that are really engaged and really know a little bit more about cheese. I mean, and even those that don't, we have some really special, fun pre-order things that we get in just for this time of year. What are you getting? Like we. We got um, the most beautiful brie a la truffe, which is a oh, gorgeous sure. giant brie that's stuffed with the creme fraiche and oodles of truffles. And basically when we tried it, we cut it open the other day. One of my staff had to completely sit down immediately. The other <laughs> one completely was just blushing and oogling and ogling over this cheese. And she said, this this is the cheese that Meg Ryan had in, in When Harry Met Sally. Oh, really? She, she had a little sexified <laughs> moment there at the cheese counter? No, very nice, very nice. <laughs> so that, that's going on the sign. I'm making the sign here right now, you know, and that's, that's going to be the, uh, the little funny little tagline for the cheese sign. <laughs> but, yeah, beautiful stuff that we get in this time of year. What do you got there, Valdemar? What do you think about that? Uh, well, we, we uh, have a, a very large selection of cheeses, you know, commodity and also kind of like boutique style. Of course, we do, you know, what you classically would do for a holiday. We bring a lot of triple crumbs, double crumbs, truffle studded cheeses, sort of a lot of mountain cheeses, lumberjack yeah. style cheeses. Lumberjacks. And of course, loose because they're at their best. Um, here in the West Coast, unfortunately, I... I Miss very much the the ample selection of uh, Portuguese and Spanish cheeses that you have in the East Coast, but hopefully sure. we're working towards a solution for that. And we bring you know the stuff, um, the pre-order stuff that we get from Italy, from France, from Switzerland. So we try to uh, right now we ramp up our uh, our selection, and we will literally sell all kinds of stuff. We do pre-cutting massively. We have no space. We fight <laughs> over familiar. every inch of real estate. Valdemar, what do you notice the difference between the West Coast and East Coast customers? Yes, most definitely. I have to, of course, here, living in Sonoma County, uh, people are very proud of their terroir, so they're very, very uh, supportive of their producers. So uh, we have an area of the counter that is only for local cheeses, meaning Marin and Sonoma County. It's, it's very, very uh, prolific, the selection. Um, in New York, people are, I'm not saying that people in Sonoma are not international, but they want, you know, they want the glitz and, you know, the, the, the whistles, everything that's the involved whistles. with the cheese produced. And here, people are very concerned about, you know, the carbon footprint of the cheeses, where it's made, how it was made. Uh, people now come to the counter and say, I only want raw cheese. Uh, I've been getting that for the last few months, raw cheese only. So there's that kind of difference. There's a... Uh, that uh, international uh, um, uh, aspect of people in the East Coast, you know, kind of like uh, gritty and, you know, sturdy. And, and then you have this sort of happy-go-lucky kind of hippie, neo-hippie, rich hippie, California, Sonoma County. What do you think there, Sarah? Do you, uh, do you think that uh, East Coasters are a little less concerned with the traceability of the products? They just want the nice, fancy fied cheese? Or to, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't get too much in the way of people thinking so much about where the cheeses come from. I mean, we do have a pretty good uh, local cheese-making population here in Virginia, which is great. And so Feast definitely tries to keep as much of that in as we can. Um, but I don't get a lot of people asking about that. I do similarly see... A 
lot of people asking uh, about raw milk cheeses, and they're either afraid of them on the one hand, and then I do have a lot more people asking about, like, I only want raw milk cheeses, which I'm seeing a lot more here, too. Um, and luckily, there's so many, and a lot of our Virginia cheeses are raw as yeah. well, which is pretty interesting. But I don't think I've ever had anyone ask about, you know, oh, how, to, how long did it take to get here, or how did it get here? Um, I haven't seen so much concern in that department. That's great. We're going to have to take a little bit of a break here, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about Thanksgiving and holiday cheese selling. Hey, this is Michael Harlan Turkel from the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You know, every Tuesday at 3 p.m., I stop in the studio, walk to the far side, sit in my favorite blue chair. If you ever stop by Roberta's, look through the window and you can see that chair itself. You know, and I've been sitting here for five plus years, 250 episodes have met some of the best people in the food world, such great culinary minds. Um, And recently we just relaunched our website, added a whole bunch of shows, but we still need you, our listeners, our friends, our fans, even guests themselves, to help us out. We, we, you know, we're a 501c3, a nonprofit, and we're not really doing this for the money. We're doing this for the love, for the greater good of the food world as a whole. So get on HeritageRadioNetwork.org, click that little pounding heart in the top right corner, and, you know, give what you can, or just keep on listening. We'd love to have you. Thanks, and welcome back to Cutting the Curd, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Before the break, I was chatting with fellow cheesemonger Sarah and Valdemar about getting ready for Thanksgiving, which is this Thursday, which is also insane to me because it's like crept up on me out of nowhere. Uh, I'd like to focus our attention now on prepping for Thanksgiving as a customer. So um, I was going to ask uh, you guys, and I'll start with you, Sarah. What's your ultimate Thanksgiving cheese plate and why if you're a customer? Oh, well, um, I would probably have to say I tend to go towards some beautiful American cheeses just because. Um, And it's nice, as always, to have different milks and different textures and all of that good thing. Um, So a couple of the ones that I'm really in love with right now, um, we have, uh, of course, Harbison because it's just a dreamy cheese for everyone. It looks great on a board. It's just a stunner in flavor and and beauty. Um, We always get the Wabash Cannonballs in from... um, Capriole. Um, from Indiana, yeah, from Capriole, which I just love. Those are um, Gorgeous, again, little snowballs, beautiful little ash ripened goat, which I adore. Um, I also have been really um, in love with our, we have a, a Paramount Farm is a local producer, and they just do a beautiful fresh goat. And I'm telling you that for those turkey sandwiches that you have the day after oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Paramount Fresh Goat, we have the Virginia uh, Chutney Company, Spicy Plum Chutney. It'll rock your world. So I love to put that one on there. Um, 
And the other one that I'm really, really excited about this year is that we sponsored an Alp and we uh, sponsored. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you commit to taking 10 wheels of a beautiful cheese made in Switzerland. Yeah. Alp Blakey, which is super, super wonderful. The Barmettler family takes their family up there with their 26 cows. They take care of, I think, about 170 cows, all told, between some other farmers that they that they take care of at 4,300 feet above sea level, which is crazy. Um, but it's really, really awesome cheese to have with turkey. Um, I love it on a cheese board. It's sort of nutty and rich and sort of in the style of a Gruyere, but a little softer. And so that's one that I'm just totally crushing on this holiday season. Plus, it's just so cool to help these farmers continue to take their cows to the high altitudes because it's not easy. So it's fun. It's fun to help uh, keep that going. Yeah, Carolyn Hostetler. That's her project, right? Is that it? A, is indeed. Yeah, it is indeed. That's a great thing. That's a good cheese plate. That makes me hungry yeah, for awesome. cheese. And I and I thought maybe I was going to never eat a piece of cheese about two hours ago again. I thought maybe that was it for me. That was going to go vegan. Valdemar, what's your cheese plate, man? Well, I uh, of course I I was going to start with Harbison because it's really out of control good. I mean, all the batches I've been getting are amazing. The cheese is flying out of here, and I just love, 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 love that cheese. Um, also, I have to if Rachel Perez is listening to it. Delisa Borgogna, because you have to have some uh, triple creme, right? Uh, oh, I think, yeah. you know, no cheese plate can be completed during the holidays without a triple creme, whether it's a Delisa, a Priest Savarin, or whatever of uh, those triple creme, uh, uh, light, fluffy, pillowy uh, cheeses that people like with champagne. I would definitely put in Moolicious by Bleeding Heart. Shauna Dowd is nice. a rock star, and she deserves all the acolytes possible. That cheese is incredible. Uh, I was thinking, I, I'm actually entertaining on Thursday, and I was going to do raclette. And instead of doing raclette with raclette, I'm going to use by the Nicasio Brothers out of Marin County, a cheese called San Geronimo. It's oh, yeah. out of control good. It's so good. Like, I mean, we're, we're selling that as raclette right now. It's, people love it. Um, and I have to pick a goat. So right now, what do I have in the counter that I love? Uh, I got a batch of Montenegro, and that's been an all-time favorite of mine. That's, I that's think one of the stuff. greatest goat, goat smoked cheeses ever made. Easily. And, of course, Judy Shad and her Sophia. I have I like those a couple too. of pieces there, and that would be great. I would only complement that with something sheepy, and uh, I already uh, thought of Oshana. I would do something from Joel and, Curry, and, and Carlene Wyrick. Uh, they have a cheese uh, called Thin Roads, which is a Pyrenees-style raw sheep smoked cheese, nutty, caramelly, very, very elegant. That would be my play. That's pretty awesome. I like how you guys are giving a shout-out to a lot of local producers. Um, the Harvestman has been exceptionally good right now. We just had Matteo on uh, just a little bit ago um, just to talk about uh, feed and, and uh, just changing over to a dry feed program. and it was a really great episode. It was good to talk to those guys. Jasper Hills puts out some nice stuff, man. They really, they really have been giving me good cheese, man. Really, really good stuff. Um, and I love Gruyere, and uh, I like Alpine cheeses. Uh, so I would eat all of that, maybe combine it into one large, gluttonous cheese board. <laughs> I forgot. I would add in uh, Beaufort Alpache. Oh, sure. That's, one of, that's, 
if you're if I'm stuck in an island with three cheeses, that would be one of them. Yeah, that's like one of the roll the Rolls Royce of Alpine cheeses. That's a that's a doesn't real, get any better than that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty slick. Um, so um, I was also hoping you guys could enlighten me on some common questions you've been getting from customers right now. Maybe you can start, Valdemar. Um, well, I've I've gotten a lot of uh, questions regarding how people say uh, the usual suspects. You know, I'm pregnant. They tell me that I can can I have soft cheeses or can I only not have Rommel cheeses? That's a question that happens a lot. Physicians are telling people now that uh, any soft cheese is bad for them. So uh, it puts That's me crazy kind of talk. A, you know, I. I'm not a physician, so I don't want to say something that would upset them or create a problem later on. Create a problem. Go ahead. I'm going to create problems. <laughs> I get that a lot. Um, I just tell them all that cheese is good for them, and I don't really, and it doesn't matter. You know, high cholesterol, low cholesterol, whatever they want. Just eat some cheese, please. Um, Sarah, what about you? I know you've got a, you've got a food drive going on, right? Don't you have a food drive? We at? do. That's awesome. Yeah, right? we're doing a special little open house where we're going to um, donate some, some not only raffle proceeds, but a, a canned goods to benefit the Emergency Food Network, which is awesome. We're really excited about that. It's going to be a fun day. We've got all sorts of great producers coming in, a lot of local folks pouring. You know, we have great Virginia cider in this area and a bunch of cheeses that are going to be coming in. And it's going to be a fun little little day for us here. Um, and we're really excited. Where can people find out more about that on your just by coming in? Are they uh, a website you got for that? Oh yeah, you know I think I'm. You know honestly, it might be on our website, which is at, at feastvirginia.com. Um, m- more information should be on there, and then on Facebook because that's how everyone does everything these days is through social media, Facebook yeah. and Instagram. <laughs> we, we just had to shut my dad down from Facebook. He was getting a little. He was getting a little out there. We 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 had, we had to put the clamps on him. I, I haven't been checking it very much lately, but he was he was getting out there. What what are the customers asking you these days? Well, you know, mostly people are coming in saying, like, I have people coming, and I'm not really sure what to get, how much to get, what styles to get. And so that's probably one of my favorite things about this time of year is that um, people that aren't as familiar with putting together a little cheese board, it's really fun to help walk them through that and tell them that, like, it's okay. You know, do you think that your people are more conservative? Do you think that they're more wide open? Like, what do you need? And then really just steering them to a handful of cheeses that are going to make everybody happy you know and so that's that's probably the biggest thing and then and how much because people don't really have an idea of that and yeah. so that's kind of where we come in in a great way this time of year and that's you know i joke and i say oh we train for this time of year all year long you know this is where we really get to show our stuff and really get to shine and so that's probably the, the, the biggest question that we get is like i don't know what to do what do i get or i'm going to somebody's house what should i bring and that's where it's just great to be like, oh, we have these things that are just wonderful together. You won't go wrong. Everyone loves them. You know, get some of our triple cream brie and some of our port wine cherries and a bottle of bubbles, and you're done. You That's know, awesome. simple, easy peasy. I love that Thanksgiving is um, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday as, as a humanoid, but also as a cheesemonger <laughs> because I'm not a little toasted. You know what I mean? Like. The New Year's Eve crowd, they might, you know what I mean? Just because we've waited on people through Thanksgiving and, and Christmas already, you know, like that 6 p.m. or New Year's Eve crowd, they might not get that 
kind of customer service. Maybe they will. Maybe right. maybe everybody's better than me, but I get a little toasted by that time of the year. So uh, Thanksgiving is like a really, you know, when they really get like the full Monty from me. You know right. what I mean? Like it's like every, everything I can I can I can offer them. Um, and that, that's really I, I find that people don't know the sizes of anything they want. And I always want to give them a little bit more than they need. But that's only because then they'll eat it later with other stuff. Um, yeah. What about cooking with cheese? Uh, Valdemar, is there any way to incorporate the cheese into the Thanksgiving meal that you're telling people? Yeah, I think so. I think that a lot of people in, uh, are entertaining and uh, they do as an appetizer, as a part of their meal. They're incorporated in either fondue or raclette. And uh, those are great opportunities for you to use. Alpine cheeses are so good right now. So, you know, either it's the Nicasa or the Gruyere or Comte or any of the, those cheeses can be incorporated. And always, you know, either a cheese plate at the beginning or at the end. I tend to do, if I'm going to do a, a cheese plate at the beginning, I'll do drier, salter stuff so it'll make you salivate yeah. and want to eat more. And then if you're going to do it at the end of the meal, I'll do the luscious, like, you know, rich, decadent stuff so it'll satiates you. Uh, but, I mean, to me, there's no reason why cheese should not be part of every single meal. Hey, man, if you give him, like, a raclette and then a turkey, you got to get him, like, an ambulance after that. That's good. But, well, but, it's, it's gluttony know. at its best. And you do it in a few times. In, in, I mean, it's America. More is more. Are you kidding me? <laughs> get a big truck and a big turkey and an entire wheel of raclette. <laughs> Sarah, what do, you, what do you think? And actually, what, what do you think about that? About I always like the cheese board on Thanksgiving at the beginning. Um, I don't know why. At the end, I'm, a, I'm, I'm all about the pies. Um, but um, right. what, what do you think, Sarah? You, uh, you like cooking with cheese in a Thanksgiving meal, too? I totally do, and I agree. I mean, I almost tend to, I think this, in this country, people are so much more used to having cheese beforehand. Um, and I, I, just as an example, I showed up last night to a Friendsgiving, and I was late because I got locked out of my house. And so I showed up late, and I had a big old cheese board that I brought, and everyone was already eating dinner at this point. And so I, you know, brought it in. They're like, oh, well, the appetizers. But I'm like, no, no, it's a dessert cheese board. Nice. We're European. <laughs> <laughs> But that's awesome. most of the time, people are more used to having it beforehand, um, just because that's how we roll in this country. But um, I, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, um, I don't really remember where I was going with that. I sort of lost my train no, of thought. But. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Go big. Go big. Lots of cheese, beginning and end. Yes. Oh, and cooking with cheese. Yes, I remember. I do. I love to do things like scalloped potatoes are just a win-win for oh, those, yeah. uh, alpine cheeses. Yep. I just shine brightly in that capacity. Most of my cheese, like I'll sometimes do in my um, in my mashed potatoes, do some yeah, like fresh goat's milk cheese or creme fraiche, throw some of that in there. Um or even grating in some Gruyere or something like that, just because it's that really nutty, rich deliciousness. Sure. A lot of my cheeses that I use are, are afterwards, because one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving is the 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 hot plate of, um, you know, warm, open-faced turkey sandwiches afterwards, where yeah. you melt Gruyere and you put that on there. And, like, I love the sandwich part, and I love the next day, and... Stuffing and putting spicy plum chutney with all of it. Oh, it's so good. The best, best leftovers of the year are either at like 2 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving, you know, or 
or the or the next day. Yeah, and I scallop potatoes are an underrated dish. Uh, my my, my yeah, they they're really good. My my grandma um, made those, and uh, my mom recreated them. My mom is a good cook, but I I took that over and started like studying it with with uh, Conte at like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and now it's uh it's been like revived in my family, which is good. I like that. Well, yeah, one of the things that's interesting in Thanksgiving is that people are like, well, I'm only, I'm putting it in something. It doesn't need to be that fancy. And I always try and tell people, like, no, the better the cheese that you're putting in, the better the dish is going to be. Like, don't skimp on the cheese that you're putting just because you're cooking with it. <laughs> now, fortify all things with cheese. You know what I mean? Every, yeah. Everything. <laughs> it's great. Well, I want to thank both of you guys for, for coming on today and, you know, and giving me a little bit of your time. I know this is just an insane season, and, uh, you know, um, and I, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, gobble, gobble, and, you know, and Valdemar and Sarah, you know, I wish you the best of luck through the rest of the holidays, and uh, hopefully I will be in touch soon. And uh, stay tuned, uh, everybody, for another episode of Cutting the Curd coming up next week. Take care. Gobble, gobble. for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.